Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome back. And hello to the new peeps, if there's any out there. I am here now with season seven of the show, so I'm super excited about this season. We've got some great guests coming up for you, and I've really honestly enjoyed chatting to them. So many different walks of life and nuggets of knowledge to share with you. So yeah, that's going to be a great season. Now, just a couple of things I want to mention before we dive into today's show. First thing, have you joined my private Facebook group? Well, if you haven't, I would love you to because over there I want to make a point of creating a really good community and engaging people. There's It's super small at the minute. You got to start somewhere, haven't you? But I really want to build that up and spend some time over there. So I'll put a link to that in my show notes or you'll find it through my Building a Better Body Facebook page as well. Talking of community, another project I'm working on just in its infancy at the minute, is something called, even the name may change, but we'll see, the Primal Health Membership, something that I'm creating myself. And I want this to be something that becomes actually really huge, really a support system for everybody, a place to learn, a place to share, a really great place on the web. I haven't got much info for you at the moment for that, but if you want to even initially just show a little bit of interest, you can head on over to caramclintock.co.uk forward slash membership and put your details in there and you will be the first to know all the shenanigans and happenings. (laughs) Now, Let's get on with the show. Today, we launch into new season with Adam Shand. Adam runs the company Namaste Trekking, which is just about to explode because I have a feeling it's going to do awesome. And today we're talking about meditation, trekking, doing things outside of your comfort zone and really sort of taking the time to become the person you want to be. Adam was genuine we had an awesome chat and he's really really excited about his new business venture and I hope you guys are too so let's launch in. Today on the show I am talking to Adam Shand. Now I've known Adam for a few years now and he's recently started a new venture just in his infancy right now so I'm excited for him I really am so I thought it'd be a great time to have him on the show. Adam has created the brand Namaste Trekking, which offers unique tailor-made expeditions to remote locations across the globe. The focus is also going to be on creating inner peace and mindfulness. So hello, Adam. Welcome to the show. Hey, Karen. Thanks very much for having us on. You are very welcome. Have I nailed the intro there? Stolen off your Facebook? Yeah, exactly that. (laughs) Written by my wonderful wife. Oh, very good. (laughs) Shout out to Chloe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's dive in then. How did Namaste Trekking come about? Because I actually don't know the answer to this. I don't think I've asked you before. So I'm I'm actually interested to hear. (laughs) Yeah, it's not something really that uh, many people ask. They just ask more about what is it rather than where it came from, what was the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I suppose it all started really when I was a kid, Karen. Um, I loved all my mountaineer and getting outside, none of this sitting in front of the tellies playing on Xboxes, <laughs> games. We, we couldn't afford any of that, you know. It was it was very much, you're outside, you're playing, that's it. And then I suppose I'd done all my joke of Edinburgh's, and then I went away, joined the military. I had all that side of my, my life growing up. Um, and while I was in, I got a few qualifications in basic mountaineering, basic guiding. Mm-hmm. And we left that, we moved back home. And then I started working with local kids and putting them through like their Duke of Edinburgh awards and uh, giving back mm-hmm. that kind of thing to them. Mm-hmm. And I never thought really that I could make a living from it or 
do what I love and earn enough to survive, to, to pay for everyday things that we need and use. Yeah. But then one of our friends had a, a qu- quite a bad episode with his heart. A few things happened and it made me decide that I was going to push myself a little bit further, push myself outside my comfort zone and see what I was capable of. So I signed myself up for an expedition to climb Kilimanjaro for the British Heart Foundation last September. We'd done that for a a fellow that I know called Mark Hill, who had, like I say, quite quite a bad time with his heart there. But while I was on the mountain, like there's no mobile reception, there's no distractions, there's nothing. It's just 10 days of focusing on yourself your surroundings, what you're putting yourself through, how to control, like the, the sickness that you're feeling, the the scariness of it, the the outdoors. It's very much time for you to reflect um, on what matters in your life and what you can do to to make your life better, almost. But yeah, one of our guide fella from Mountains in Mind called Darren mm-hmm. uh, actually took us up Kilimanjaro and. I actually shared a tent with him uh, on the the entire trip, so it was great to to have him to to talk to and realise that he was a an IT guy, uh, worked in London, worked for a, a, a quite a big company called IBM. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we've all heard of. He worked for them for I think it must be twenty twenty five years, and himself climbed Kilimanjaro and decided that. On the way back down, he rang his boss and was like, I'm not coming back to work. I'm <laughs> going to do mountaineering. I'm going to, to follow my passion. Yes, um, an awakening on the mountain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it kind of happened to me as well. Like I say, I never thought I could earn enough money from it mm. uh, um, to, to fund everyday things, such as a mortgage and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. putting clothes on the kids. and But... It was great to, to, to chat with him and realize what is achievable, that there is people out there doing this and still living a comfortable lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, really, the, the vibe that I felt since being on the mountain has been so hard to replicate mm-hmm. in normal day-to-day life yeah. with everything that's going on and you know what it what it's like the the stresses of day to day living. But when you're on that mountain and away from everything, and your your sole focus at that moment in time is summiting, it's it's great to put all your focus and energy into that. So the reason why I've decided to to start setting up Namaste trekking and trying to get other people doing it is taking people out of their comfort zones, mm-hmm. out of their day-to-day office jobs or whatever they may do and getting them out for a week a long weekend whatever it may be just to to really focus on themselves and see if they can realize what matters in their life thank you very much for that adam that is that is amazing just for you to be able to share all of that and just i kind of was writing down notes like i always do just to circle back around to some of the things you said i know i'm a wee bit older than you i don't know how many years but (laughs) I think we were both lucky enough 
two, you said Xbox, I would say Mega Drive. <laughs> we were both yeah. lucky enough to grow up at a time. Oh, I don't know about you, but definitely me. We were out. We were outside an awful lot. We only came inside when the weather was bad and we got on the computer. You know, we we loved running out outside, making up our own games, just being outside. And I absolutely cherish that because I don't think it happens as much today. Well, it does. I see it in our street, but the kids are so young. We were doing that right up until I don't know what age, but older than what they are now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's the same actually. To, uh, just looking out our front window here at the moment and seeing the kids playing out in the green and the, out the front, which is it's really nice to see, especially the the weather that we've been having this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but y- you're right; they do seem a lot younger mm-hmm. than what we were. Like I remember playing out in the street when I was sixteen, seventeen, kicking mm-hmm. a football about, um, sitting on the curb with your mates, just talking rubbish yeah yeah and not sitting on your phone exactly (laughs) and like you said it whenever you go up your mountain this is you being present you know you don't have those distractions do you bring a phone with you that doesn't work probably (laughs) well that's it i i bring it because it's my only camera Uh, i I don't carry heavy camera equipment with me because it takes up valuable space Uh um and weight so no i carry my phone with me but it's on flight mode yeah Uh, nobody can get me it's just um it's there for emergencies and for uh for taking all my pics Mm -hmm. so like if the temptation isn't there then like i say you have to be present and that's when all the amazing things happen i've talked about it on here before that's when you get creative that's probably when your ideas for namaste trekking all started to flow through you would imagine i'm just guessing It, it absolutely did um it actually took me i would say two day a good solid two days of being on Kilimanjaro to actually switch off from the outside world and start mm-hmm. like really focusing on what's happening there and then rather than what's going on back home or mm-hmm. everyday stuff like that but yeah once I got the idea planted into my head I, seeing what this guy Darren from Mountains of Mind was doing mm-hmm. it just got it just started spiraling and while we were walking every day it was like oh I could do this or is it possible to do this or do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and isn't it funny how it's instilled in us that we can't make a living out of something that we're passionate about? Absolutely. And you're the saying... Of, uh, no, the, the amount of people that I have said, like parents and um, close friends that, you know, this is something that I want to pursue and, and turn into a career. They're like, oh, well, what about paying for your pension or what about what <laughs> yeah. happens if you don't get any work this month or and it's just like yeah but if everybody yeah. thought like that nobody would make these innovative changes you know exactly we, we, we've got to push ourselves and mm. and that's why it's important you know that you're the average you spe- of the five people you spend the most time with so this darren has obviously had a bit of an impact on you whereas if you'd never met him you know it could be a different world it's just I'm- it's yeah, absolutely. We we actually had a weekend away there together with Darren on Tupkil in Morocco uh, two weekends ago now. Yes. For certainly we didn't get the summit the mountain due to weather, but it was still really nice to, to meet up with Darren. It's almost like a, a new energy that mm-hmm. I get from being around people like him. His drive and ambition spurs me on. And whenever I get back from these expeditions, it's very easy to, to be down and depressed about not being away and trying to think of your next adventure and where you're going to go and mm-hmm. <laughs> but I kind of like 
if you don't control it, it can spiral. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to use that energy to create new things. It allowed me to create another three pages on the website. We've just gone and purchased ourselves a new van. Mm-hmm. I might know uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Get ourselves a new van. We're going to get it, all the sign writing and everything done next week on it. So it, yeah. it's nice to, to get away and reconnect mm-hmm. with these people. Like you were saying, you know, you want to help people that are kind of stuck in their comfort zone and through no no fault of their own, they're kind of just getting on with life. But it's almost, it's the reason why I do this podcast. Now, I don't know what people are thinking. I don't get an awful lot of feedback, but I just hope because I get such diverse people that somebody's listening one day and it triggers something and they go, do you know what? I want to do that. I want to try that. That that aligns with kind of what I need to be doing with my life right now and away they go. They meet new people and then woof, their world has changed. <laughs> yes, my, my podcast is world changing. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I just I want somebody to just hear something one day and I'll be like, that's that's what I need because I do it on other podcasts and, and books and things. I think that's it. I've read that at the right time for me right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even need to be anything as extreme as 10 days on Kilimanjaro or another mountain. It could be anywhere from a morning walk up into the, like, we've got the beautiful morns, an hour's drive away, you know. It it, it doesn't have to be anything huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just you taking a couple of hours to yourself to get outside some, some fresh air and mm-hmm. enjoy the night doors. Brilliant. Well, so let's change it up a bit because that's only been sure. one, one question about <laughs> you. Clearly, just we've touched upon it, uh, have the interest in meditation now, hence the namaste part of your title. Would you say there's something in particular that triggered you into practicing meditation? Was it being up the mountain or did, were you going through tough times and thought, I need some way out of this? No, it it. Did, it did all stem from the mountain, to be honest with you, Karen. I've had a, a pretty easy, steady-going life. Um, <laughs> normal stresses of having kids and, and whatnot, but no, nothing extreme in my life has, has happened. But mm-hmm. it, it did all start from the mountain, lying in your tent at night and allowing your, your mind just to, to stop wandering. And it was more self meditation rather than guided meditation and I hadn't really started exploring with guided meditation or anything like that until I returned a lot we all hear it in our our everyday life oh you should take 10 minutes to meditate and Mm -hmm. you'll reap the benefits but unless you actually want to do it and you can control where your mind is wandering then Mm -hmm. It, it's quite hard to do but yeah it was just lying in my tent at night just reflecting on the previous day um, or that day what we had just gone through the challenges the successes and it just allowed my mind to shut down and get a, a really good night's sleep mm-hmm. uh, and it was from returning from that then that I started exploring the, the guided side of things and uh, with a couple of apps I found it quite hard to just nail a specific time in like the morning or the afternoon to, to just sit down and, and meditate. Yeah. And the one time that always really worked for me is in the evening at mm-hmm. bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, lo- I was having this discussion with a guy on Tubkill there last weekend. And he was saying that, oh, I didn't think you could meditate before you went to bed because I always fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that not perfect? Mm-hmm. You're allowing your mind to just 
unwind from everything, forget about everything that's gone on. It's in the past. Tomorrow's a new day. Mm-hmm. Get a good night's sleep, recharge yourself, and feel good for it. So mm-hmm. I always put on like a guided meditation for, I always set the timer for half an hour, knowing that I'll be asleep within 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, no idea what they're saying in the last half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> never, never make it to the end. But I always drift off and have a good solid night's sleep from it. Mm-hmm. So do you not do it at all in the morning? No, I find my mornings are too rushed. Children. Mm. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> trying, trying to get the wife and kid out the door and, and get myself down the road for work. Yeah, it, it, it is quite hard in the mornings mm-hmm. to, to kneel that time. I would love to be able to set my alarm and get up half an hour early and go sit downstairs with a, a cup of tea or a coffee and do it. But yeah, yeah it so doesn't happen. I was going to ask you, what does your current meditation practice look like? And you've just explained it. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a morning uh, practicer for sure. You probably know that anyway. It's, yeah. it's a complete habit. It, I get up um, about an hour and 15 minutes before I leave and I have my meditation ready to go I'm a red light <laughs> so every and I've talked about the red light on here before you have. everybody's sick of me <laughs> sick of me talking about it um, <laughs> but it's it's a wonderful way to start the day I do feel like it's making a difference it just lifts me and obviously it depends what meditation you want to pick or whatever what how you want to feel what's happening in your day and how you want to see through that challenge if it, if it is ahead yeah um but it works for me to do it in the morning but I have used it if I can't sleep although touch wood I've been sleeping really well for for a good while now but if I was to wake up in the middle of the night I might throw it on and go for a sleep section and it always yes. works for me as well and I've said before I was at a talk and I was talking about meditation and it's I think you have to do it for a long long time to be able to see not just the benefits straight away but the benefit of actually how you deal with situations whenever they come up so if a stressful situation comes up yourself 10 years ago would have reacted completely different to what you are today because of you've been meditating and you don't even realize it do you know what I mean yeah absolutely much more controlled about a situation it's so subtle and you just need to be patient for all those benefits to come through It is. It's it's not something that you're going to see day one um, from doing it. Um, like you say, it is, it is after many months of, of practice. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may feel more relaxed coming out of a, a meditative state, but it is a few months down the line, like you say, when, when something arises or a challenge that you're faced with and you react totally different to it, mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh, actually... This, this meditation crack is doing something for me. Exactly. It's just amazing how everybody's talking about it. You know, it's so accessible from the apps you can get and even practitioners are giving away free snippets all the time. Uh, it's amazing how we've come around to thinking so much about our, our own mental health mm-hmm. and just taking that time to to just reflect on mm-hmm. on what's going on in your own, you, taking time for you, you know. Yeah. I mean, if I think back to when I was a teenager, there was, to me, there was no such thing as meditation. I'd never even heard of it. <laughs> and if I had heard of it, I'd probably be scared of it. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I'm not getting involved in that. You know, I was too afraid that's, to be different. <laughs> that's that's for them hippies or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like big CEOs of companies is are building that into part of their routine before they, you know, go and take over the world or whatever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so let me ask you then, what would you say to someone who thinks that meditation isn't for them? Would you say it might not be for everybody or 
is it should everybody be trying it in some shape or form i would like everyone to try it in some shape or form but mm. i can see why people would think that it isn't for them taking that time or the busy schedules to sit down and Sometimes people's minds can wander to places that they might not want them to wander to. Exactly or... what I was going to say. Yeah, you're scared of what might happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the, the best thing, if you are if you are a wee bit sceptical about it or you don't think it's for you, is that there, there's some really great apps out there that just take 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And some of them can just be playing white noise Mm -hmm. such as wheel sounds or rain or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be and just sit there and allow your mind to stop worrying about oh did I put the bin out or Mm -hmm. what's on telly tonight or you you know it's monkey brain yeah (laughs) like I've said in the past you know if you are thinking about the past you can get a little bit depressed and if you're thinking about the future you can be a little bit anxious but for that one section of your day if you can just be present everything is okay right then and there yeah very true have you ever done i don't know if i've told you i did a silent retreat did it twice two on two separate years have i told you about that no no it was centered around uh, buddhism buddhist practice not that you have to believe any of that it's just the way they lay it all out yeah um and the second one was actually you had to be silent all of Saturday and the first half of Sunday, just you know, all standing in the same place, just walking around, not talking. <laughs> and it's, it's surprisingly very nice and really weird whenever you go to talk again because you're starting to get used to it. <laughs> right. But it's very, you come away feeling so refreshed. In in there you can read books and stuff, but I've heard of other guys on podcasts I listen to doing a 10-day silent retreat and you're not even allowed a book. Whoa. so apparently like you know at, at first you say like, yeah this is quite nice and then about three or four days and you start going crazy and then you start loving it again you know as you go through all these emotions cycles almost right yeah. okay 10 days of silence Waves. without a book mm, yeah it's just and we think that's crazy but rewind a whole ton of years and that's what people did they just walked about inside <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um would you ever go away and do it for longer yourself do you think you could do it well, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to give the the weekend a go that you just mentioned there, but yep. I don't know if I could do longer than a week without talking. <laughs> to your son, like, that would be tough. Yeah, <laughs> Very good. So then, moving on to your excursions and your bespoke offerings, can you give us an idea of what that's going to look like? Have you got that all planned out? Yeah, well, I've got in the pipeline, top secret, but I'll give you a little snippet. <laughs> it's, obviously, we didn't summit typical this time around so the plan is to head back there this time next year and take a group of guys to put them through the same same thing and now i'm toying with the idea of doing it for a mental health charity okay cool and taking a a group of guys and uh, girls and girls everyone's welcome (laughs) yeah you know as in the collective term yeah 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 (laughs) slang yeah (laughs) take them all out to to, to cool to morocco it was such a beautiful country you get to spend a day in marrakesh have some local food and whatnot and then two days trekking up in the mountain push yourself to your limits Mm -hmm. um, back down for a, a a night in marrakesh before flying home so it's it's a really short trip but it's a good taster yeah and then after that i'm hopefully gonna if that all goes to plan that'll be a training um, climb for me to go to elbrus 
mm-hmm. in Russia. So I'm currently going after the seven summits. So number one's done Kilimanjaro. So number two is Elbrus in Russia on the continent of Eurasia. So, so would you like I- to do all of those before you bring other people to those places? Is that the idea? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I'll do all seven before I start mm. taking people but definitely i want to go to a country to experience it to see where everything is before mm-hmm. i can reliably take a, a group of people there of course um, you need to know kind of how tough it is terrain wise and, and things like that i guess well yeah and how it operates such as where's good places to go get food mm-hmm. i can recommend different things different excursions guides who are doing different things so mm-hmm. yeah i like to scope out a country before of course. Before taking people there. But and, then, and then the meditation, would it be at night like you're used to yourself or would you, have you worked that out yet? Yeah, well, what I've done on the, the last couple there that is more on the mountain. So in the morning when we're sitting having breakfast, just give give guys a couple of ideas what to be thinking about while we're walking along. Because mm-hmm. it's quite hard, especially when you're away for anything longer than a couple of days to be having a conversation with people over you kind of run out of things to talk about <laughs> yes the small talk's so, gone yeah yeah small talk's gone <laughs> and unless you really know somebody then a lot of people don't like opening up and sharing things yeah so it's really nice once you get past that small talk stage to start giving people things to be thinking about in their own minds while they're walking even just to to think of a couple of things that they've done and achieved in the last two days or in the last year and just get yeah just get them thinking like that but more in the evenings like you say whenever Mm -hmm. we sit down we'll have an evening dinner we can do a bit of meditation to help people some people will be quite anxious about sleeping in a tent that'll be Uh, me Mm -hmm. yeah might not get a good night's sleep so Mm -hmm. the good thing with a tent as well that you can all lie down and in your own individual tents or shared or whatever we're in and you can all communicate because it's only canvas between you Right, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm so, totally sitting here visualizing it all. <laughs> so you can do like a bit of guided meditation if one guy's in like a center tent yeah. and then you're on your tents around it, you can lie in your sleeping bag. and. Uh, awesome. So you don't necessarily have to partake and nobody will know or you can get involved well, as much as you like. It, well, exactly. It's very personal. I don't like to force it on, upon anyone. I know the company is Namaste Trekking <laughs> yeah. and it applies a lot of yoga and a lot of meditation side of things, but yeah. it's entirely up to you what you do with it. It's there and it's being offered, but if you just want to come along for a, a trek and that that's totally cool, you, you're still getting yourself out of your, your comfort zone. You're, you're still getting away experiencing something new. And in a way, that's kind of, I see it as like a, a little meditation anyway. Mm-hmm. Whether you sit in your tent at night and reflect is, is entirely up to you. Yeah, brilliant. It just sounds like a wonderful de- idea. Honestly, I'm super excited for you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm ho- hopefully it'll take off. Yeah, well, sign me up. <laughs> Absolutely. Dead on. We heard it here. Karen's come to Tubkill next year. <laughs> yeah, I'll just put it in my diary here. What month is it? <laughs> Very cool. Adam, I don't, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. So finally, I ask everyone this question, and I think you know what's coming. If you could give our listeners one final thought today, one Adam nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body, what would that be for, for today? It would be to push yourself more often. 
if I didn't push myself and do the Kilimanjaro trip, I wouldn't be exploring this new venture. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Find something, set yourself a goal, work towards it. Don't focus on it. Don't make that your sole focus, but definitely have something that you're working towards and pushing yourself each day. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Perfect. It's all about See, the journey. All about the journey. And you don't know what's exactly. around the corner unless you try. I love it. See what you're capable of. Yeah, more than you think. You are stronger exactly. than you think you are. I know you are. Surprise yourself. Yes. Awesome. And then, so where's the best place for people to connect with you on the web, Adam? At the minute, I tend to be on Instagram a lot. It's just at namaste underscore trekking. Mm-hmm. Cool. I will uh, put that in the show notes. No bother. Perfect. And um, like I say, the website. I've just done another three pages. I'm just waiting on some graphics coming back from a guy and a wee video being made for the mm-hmm. homepage. And as soon as I get that, then namastetrekking.com will be up and running. Awesome. It's so cool to be hearing about it in its infancy before it explodes. <laughs> Hopefully it explodes. Yeah, in, the, in, the, in the best possible way. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Adam. That was awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Karen, thanks very much for having us on. You're welcome. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. If you have any specific concerns, please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on anything new.